Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast. This is a place where warriors are shaped. I'm your host, Danny Timras, and it is my personal mission to help you awaken your warrior spirit. Fearless Warrior isn't the one who has no fear. It is a warrior who stays with the fight no matter the struggle, fear, or circumstances. The real warriors have the discipline, grit, and tenacity to chase their dreams and stay on their path. Are you one of them? Tune in and learn from the warriors of today and start carving out the warrior within. Welcome to the next episode on the Fearless Warrior Podcast. The guest for today's show is Stephanie Contreras. Stephanie Contreras is a successful businesswoman, multi-passionate entrepreneur, professional bodybuilder, bikini model, and fitness trainer. Stephanie inherited her passion for business from her father, who owns a construction company in LA, which is where Stephanie got a chance to put her business skills to practice. Today, she runs her father's business next to managing her network marketing and coaching company, The Business Fitness Forum. In this episode, we dive into what it means to be a professional bodybuilder and what it takes to succeed at the pro level. Stephanie shares how she learned the value of a dollar. We talk about her mindset around service, money, getting out of debt, and becoming more financially savvy and prudent. Stephanie opens up about her struggles in her personal life, how she dealt with depression, and how she found her new equilibrium and inner compass again. This is a very genuine conversation about healing, pursuing the path to greatness, while not shying away from sharing the real obstacles on the way to triumph. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share with a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. All right, let's dive into the interview. Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Daniela. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Great. So Stephanie, I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Awesome. Well, I am a Hispanic woman. My parents, they are immigrants and came here to the United States with the dream to basically have a better life for me and my brother. So we really are that story that came from literally almost nothing, as in not a lot of resources. And today you know, I can say we are living that and not that it's a dream. It is really like continuous hard work, but that is what shaped me. I didn't necessarily start from the bottom, but I still allowed myself to get into the hard work. I think one of the things I'll share mostly what I would love for people to know is even though I had the opportunity basically to not work or just focus on school when I had that opportunity when I was in college, I still decided to have a job And I actually started working at a Subway sandwich restaurant. So all of these small time jobs for me at the time, you know, where I was making a minimum wage were my way of valuing the dollar. I know what it takes to actually make a dollar and have to really take on believing that there's more for me. That's a great lesson to learn valuing the dollar. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and uh, what this has taught you? I can tell you that some of my best lessons were even just working at the restaurant, like com communicating and connecting with people because I always wanted people to feel like they were served. 
I always wanted to have people feel like I'm not just here to make you your sandwich and get out. It was more like this is an experience for them. I didn't take that moment for granted. I can't even recall taking cleaning for granted. I mean, I remember mopping and I was the person that would be the longest one. Like I would leave the latest because I love to like literally get every single corner. And actually, I would get in trouble for things like that because they were like, you have to clean faster. And I'm like, clean faster? Well, I'm going to miss all the corners. (laughs) So even when I was making minimum wage, I always gave it my all because it wasn't that I was working for money. I was working because I have a character for myself. I have to be there to do my job. And for me, doing a job is doing it always correctly and doing it well. And that's just a value that I learned from not looking at how much I was making but looking at my end product, again, even my sandwich was an end product. So when owning my own business, I didn't, it didn't bother me to do overtime. It didn't bother me to put in those extra minutes or extra hours because I had already learned that for no money. You know, And sometimes in a business, you sometimes work for your own dollar, but you don't know how much in the end you're going to make. So it was something that trained me to not look at you know time and look at it as like I'm wasting my time. It was mostly that every time I was doing something, I was doing it well. I really like your appreciation for your early beginnings because today you're a very successful woman. You run your own marketing company. You run the business that your father started. And on top of it, you're starting your third business. So obviously, a lot of these early beginnings have given you a great start. And it seems that you've learned a lot from it. So this is really what matters. One thing I I do value is that you look at these early experiences as very important and very shaping for your later future. I do. Thank you for acknowledging. Yeah. All right. So as as I said, today you run multiple businesses. What does your day-to-day look like and what has helped you really get to the level of success where you are at today? Well, I can tell you I live on a basis of freedom as in You know, it is a lot of work. Obviously, three businesses isn't easy work. One business enough is a lot of work. My typical day starts off, and I haven't mentioned this yet, but I'm also a bikini model. So that's a huge part of my life. And I'm still expanding in all businesses right now. Probably a fourth business in real estate sometime coming soon. I mean, I already have entered the industry and I'm also getting a general construction license. So how do I manage all of those things? I can tell you one thing that I like to say is my schedule is my boss, right? And then I also have my dad as my boss, and then I'm my own boss. But looking at everything from there's a time slot for certain things that I'm doing, and I have to get these things done then. And if I don't, just realizing that I have to make sure that I put those things in my schedule for the next time when they are going to get complete. So I look at what really helps me is From the moment I wake up, I value rest. So learning to go to bed earlier, or if I do go to sleep late, I do value that I have to get enough rest. I think that's another thing I love to point out because, you know, people probably assume, oh my gosh, people never sleep. No, no. Rest is for me as a woman or as a person, as an athlete, it's a necessary thing. So even that, like really scheduling when I'm going to wake up and like moving, like I make lists of things. So like this morning, I got up and one of the first things for me is prayer, making sure that my spiritual life is on point and really just thanking God for another day. And then what's really nice is, like I said, I do have an assistant who helps me in my construction business with my father. And so she checks in. And when she checks in, 
it's kind of like my day to start with her and I make sure that she has something to do for the rest of her day. So I also like, don't just make my schedule. I also make a schedule for her, which is, that's actually a very complicated skill for me that I've had to pick up. But um, once that's done, I make sure that I know exactly what I'm going to do. And so like today I made a list of everything that I'm going to do. And I'm like, wow, I have a full day already, (laughs) you know? And so I can't really go too far outside of what I'm doing So that's one of those things where during my day, if somebody calls me and says, hey, I need to do this today, I'm like, I'm sorry, my day is already booked for this. But look, we can squeeze you in this time, this time or this time. So valuing my schedule, really putting things, knowing exactly what I'm going to do, like putting them out on paper so I could see them. That's the only way that I see it possible for me to get everything that I have to do done. And what also makes it possible for me to run these three businesses, however, is that I have people in place in all of these businesses so that I am not alone. One of the things I learned recently is that if you go alone, you can keep yourself accountable. I do believe in that. But if you go alone, it's a lot easier for you to give up on yourself. But if you go with somebody, it doesn't feel too good to give up on your team. And so I value team. I value that I start these businesses, not just to support myself, but also to support the people that work under me. So it's very important for me to know what each team member in my business is doing and what they're up to, as well as me creating the vision to keep those businesses moving forward. And mostly setting goals is super important. So I find time during the day either to make my list or remind myself of my goals. And even just something like this, though, like adding this into my day, Daniela, it is so valuable for me because it reminds me every time, you know, I get on a coaching call or I speak to one of my clients, it reminds me to keep myself focused on the bigger picture. And I think that keeping my focus on that bigger picture every single day is part of my day because it's so easy to get sidetracked. It's so easy to get discouraged with everything coming at you. I mean, we have things like lawsuits and we have things like tickets and things that are very heavy that sometimes could sidetrack you. Like, well, you know, you can get lost in the pressure of these things. And then there's personal life, you know, So I feel like I use business to keep me excited, but in the time of my businesses, I make sure that there's always something like looking towards my future, looking towards the vision. And I find that if I look towards the future, obviously, you know, I have to be doing things right in the present. So it grounds me to know where I'm going. Just every day I run my schedule the way I am planning it out. And so I used to schedule on a calendar on paper, but I got really good at doing it on my iPhone. So that's just another little tip. As I mentioned to you recently, sometimes I do forget what day it is and I have to set reminders in my phone so that if something that's important is coming up, I get a reminder letting me know, hey, don't forget to do this, you know, because it can be a little crazy, but it's also, you know, there's structures in place for me to win. So that's kind of a bit about how my days go. I I wasn't specific because every day is pretty different, but Again, that's kind of the technique I use is scheduling and making sure that I have some alarms and putting people in place so that every business is moving forward with or without my efforts as well. That's great. Thank you for sharing. Now, I would really like to dive a little bit deeper into your experience of being a bikini model. So tell us a little bit more about how this got started. Okay, well, this is exciting because it did start off as a hobby. I've always been so enthralled by just how perfect our bodies are. You know, it's just amazing the anatomy and just the structure of a body. I've always loved 
looking at people's bodies and just saying like, man, we're a masterpiece. So it started off that way where I would just, um, you know, if I ever got an opportunity, I met somebody actually who was in the industry and they were competing and they invited me to a show. So to be able to be, you know, in, in an auditorium and watch people get on stage and I get to just look at them to me, it was like, this is super cool. Like there's nothing wrong about it. They're up there. They're showing off their hard work. And I was so impressed by the art of being in competition. So I started to ask myself, you know, can I do this? And I thought, why not? Like everything else, you know, I don't like to run alone. So I hired a coach. And one of the things that I've learned from doing my bikini career is you have to have people in place, right? As in business, but you have to have the right people in place for you to win. And by right, I don't mean anybody's a wrong person but it has to be a perfect fit for what you're looking for. And I say that as in, that's what I learned. For me, I had hired a coach. He was in Texas, so that didn't work for me. Then I hired a different coach and again, it just didn't work. I did great. Um, I finally got on stage after hiring my second coach because my second coach was in a federation and I got the help to sign up and I didn't even know where the shows, you know, where I could find a show or how I can get in a show. So The first coach, like I said, it was like I got my feet wet and it was still just a hobby. I didn't know how I was going to get on stage. And then I found a second coach who got me on stage. And then I found a third coach and the style fits so perfectly because I wanted to be completely natural. I've always been natural. I never had any other. That might bring up some thoughts to people. was like, was she not natural the first time? No, it was just the supplementation wasn't on point for me. And I realized that that was a key factor. So once I found a coach that was on completely easy to buy supplements where I get my supplements at Sprouts and Nutrishop, and it was just easy to buy, my body reacted very well. That was where I literally hired a coach that took me all the way to going pro. And it took my third show to go pro. The first show I did okay. I, you know, I want, I took some medals home. The second show I took one medal home. And then the third show I took like, I believe, yeah, I I took four medals home. And um, two of them were first place pro cards. And it was a really great show for me. I took an overall, which is where you compete with another first place winner. And I, I ended up beating her as well. So it was a show where I really shined. And what I can tell you about bodybuilding in itself, however, is that the way I see it now as an industry, it was a hobby at first. And then my technically third slash fourth business, because I put them kind of together. It's called the Business Fitness Forum. It's basically business and fitness coaching. So technically it's two businesses in one, but I got into fitness coaching because um, somebody actually requested me to be their coach. And being an entrepreneur, I said, I'm not going to say no to money. And I know exactly how to help this person. So I took it on as like, he was my first client. And it just completely took off because I really, um, one of the things I've realized about myself during this career is that I actually don't give myself enough credit for everything that I've done. And so this season, as I, I just, I'm signing up for another show that I'll be competing in. And I realized that that's the thing I'm taking on is recognizing who I am. And every show's different. I think in the beginning where I was still trying to find myself, you know, that was my first coach, the second coach, I was wetting my feet. Now this third coach, I actually am now even a trainer with my coach's gym. So I've now partnered with him and even started my own business, which is what he promotes. You know, he wants us to make money. He's an entrepreneur himself. So I have the right coach by my side who even promotes me getting out there, being a coach, making extra money on the side. 
you know, and he has opened the door for me to be a trainer and be exposed to big teams. And it's just been such a great journey. It was honestly something that it came almost to me because I was ready to receive it. And now it has expanded me to very, very heightened levels. Again, the number one thing is getting my schedule right. I literally schedule when I'm going to be driving out. I actually drive all the way to Santa Barbara, which is an hour and a half from my home. And people may think like, why would you do that? I work for the experience. I work for the exposure because now I have a whole nother community in a whole nother city where I can also take my water business, where I can also expand myself as a fitness coach. So I literally look at open doors as opportunities and I take them when they open themselves. And I just, I'm always in my prayer. You know, I have another show coming up and I just started praying to God. I said, look, I don't want to look sideways. I just want to look at my journey. I can see that all these other competitors are working very hard. And so one of the things I've also picked up from bodybuilding is don't look to the sides. It's all about your journey. It's easy to be comparing yourself and looking at somebody else's journey, but you forget about your own journey and what you have to focus on. I just take initiative over my self-talk. I don't let it go down into a tunnel where I can't find myself. So bodybuilding has been so great. I believe in mind-muscle connection. This is how I coach my clients. I let them know. The more you connect with your body, it'll tell you what you need. And it's been such a great journey. I've learned so many things from it. And it has strengthened every other area of my life. And of course, my career and business. And what I get to do is feel good about myself. So I don't even know where this is going to take me. Because like I said, it started off as a hobby. I'm now a professional athlete. I'm getting back on stage. And I plan to compete the full year for 2021. And so I've got some really cool things ahead of me. Really excited about that. That's wonderful. I'm really happy for you. And you said some great things. So you focus on the benefit, not what you don't get to do as a result of your dedication to the competition, which is very important. I think so many times we obsess about the things we can't do or the things we are not. And then that actually prevents us from seeing the big picture and for, um, from realizing the good that, let's say, this effort brings you, right? That sure, like you may need to sacrifice something in the short term, but their rewards are far greater. Right. Yes. Great. So Stephanie, uh, there was one thing, you know, I'm actually really curious. So maybe not everybody may be familiar with how the bikini competition actually runs. But can you tell us a little bit more about that and what you needed to do to become the champion? Ooh, okay. Well, first off, I want to add, like I said, I don't acknowledge too much my journey, but I'm also a judge. Everywhere I go, like I said, I build partnership. And so even the owner of the federation loves be, you know, having me on the team when I don't compete for a show. I'm actually still contributing as being an expediter and being a judge. So this is a really great question for someone like myself who knows the back end. I know the owner's an incredible friend of mine and just really awesome. Huge shout out to Ben. And our federation is a, it's a newer federation. I believe we're closing out on six years and he is from Arizona and it's awesome because it is an international league and completely natural. We actually have drug tested organization. So if there's anything to learn about the federation is, or this industry, um, he actually started this industry because he got into bodybuilding himself. And so I'll talk a little bit about my federation just to kind of give you an idea and why. I mean, I fell into my federation, but the biggest federation is called NPC. And then, you know, they have Mr. Olympia and it's a very big organization. And so our organization is a lot smaller, which is really great because I find that we have a really great future because the structure is so well built. 
Um, he actually also writes a lot of publications. So he makes his own magazines. And so he features us on the magazines, which I've been featured on the magazine as well. But see, that's an opportunity that the industry gives you as well. You know, like dreams come true through this industry. And the way it works is actually anybody could sign up. And what happens is that there's different levels of actually competing. So you can start off as a novice, which is like a new competitor. I couldn't compete in novice, obviously, because I've already competed and have my pro cards in certain uh, federations. However, you can start off novice or you can go straight to the open class, right? And a good coach will tell you what would be best. There's actually a story from that too. Let's see if I can get around to it. But basically the open classes allow you to get your pro card and you have to place top five and out of the top five, obviously you have to place first place. So first you can come on a stage with maybe 13 girls. You know, the biggest class I think we've ever had was like 18 girls. And some of these classes are a small, I mean, sometimes people jump on themselves on one category because not a lot of people sign up for the category, but mostly you'll, a good range is between six to eight women will compete all against each other. So one will lose out or, you know, this is actually during COVID time. So I'm thinking that it'll grow a lot more. And I've seen like huge classes, but basically you'll jump on in an open class and then they'll diminish the pool to five girls. And then those five girls will do what's called a T-walk. And this is an opportunity for the girls to get their extra points and really show off their posing skills. So let me tell you a little bit about what gets judged in a competition. So when you jump on a stage, what the judges are looking at is five things. They're looking at your muscularity. So how big your, how full your muscles are. They'll look at your symmetry. So if you have like a small bottom, like little thin legs with a bigger upper body with big shoulders, that's not a very good symmetry uh, point score there. So you want to be full bottom and top. And so that's another score. And um, posing is very important in symmetry. But posing is another score. They actually judge your suit as well. And they also judge you on your leanness. So your conditioning score. So you'll get a score from one to 10. And usually anywhere between eight to 10 in that range is where the pro cards actually get beat or won. And what's amazing is, so that last opportunity to do your T-walk is where you'll get your last 10 points. And this is where, um, what they do is we'll have three judges, three to four, depending on the show and how big it is. And what they'll do is we basically hand over our scores to somebody who inputs them. And when they input all the scores, the top five are basically, you know, they're scored pretty evenly because you have different judges who gave different scores. So that's what's awesome is that I find it very fair. It's not like, oh, well, she looks good or she, you know, she posed better. It's literally you got a score for every single piece of the actual competition. And from there, you know, it's very even. You could pose really hot and then you could be less conditioned. But if somebody has great posing and great conditioning, obviously the points will show. So I really loved that I got to be even on the back end. I find that I will continue competing because of how great it is. And the fact that it's a, you know, most of the federations, like even NPC, for example, they are not drug tested. So sometimes you'll be competing against girls who've had enhancements added into their prep. And I find that very unfair. And I also know that the owner prefers us to stay within the federation because of how much he wants to promote us and put us out there. So The industry is one to learn about, but at the same time, even if you get started in a big federation, it's a great opportunity no matter what. You never know who's in the stands. You never know who's looking and watching, who can open a door for you. Um, Really, anytime I post about it, you know, people love seeing it on social media, but really it's become something that I put myself in it 
And when I say I put myself in it, I really put myself in it. It wasn't, you know, I had to turn it from a hobby into a career. I had to turn it from being amateur to being professional. And it's just for me, and and this is a great tip that I wanted to say, is that I like to become masterful. I like to become the best in everything that I do. So it's no doubt, like, how did you get to the first place? Well, I learned that there's skill behind it. Like being a judge allowed me to realize, how am I going to get judged? What do I need to make sure I focus on as a competitor now, rather than just, well, I'm just going to jump on stage and see how it goes. I really got myself delve into the industry. I learned about it. And I think that that's a really good skill to have in anything that you do, like get the facts before you actually go all in. So I actually, once I judged, the next show that I, um, after I judged was when I went first place, because I, like I said, I was able to focus on what I needed to do to my body, where I needed to be. Now, I realize now that being first place is never handed to you. It's always work. It's always putting in the time, the effort, the energy, the money, you know, whatever it ha- has to be put in, you have to give it your all. And usually what that does is that it gives you the confidence to show up on stage completely ready. That was one of the things I learned by being on stage. There was nothing I could do the day of the show in order to win. Everything had to be put in before the show. So that was big. And this is a story that I wanted to share really quick before I finish this topic is I actually went to my coach, you know, and I asked him, Hey coach. So I told him I signed up for four open classes and I was wondering if you would like me to sign up for any of the novice classes. And he looked me in the eyes and he said, Stephanie, I want you to forget everything you've ever done in the industry. And he says, I want you to come from a blank new slate and know that the judges are not going to recognize you and you're going to bring a completely new package. And he says, you have the potential to win. So just come from nothing. And I swear at that moment, for me, it was, wow, he believes in me. And to have somebody, which is my coach, which is a man who's very respectable, talk to me that way, say those things to me, it gave me all the confidence to say, I got this. And I cannot let myself down. I cannot let my coach down. And I just got to keep going. That was a very, very beautiful moment for me because, like I said, those words literally made me a professional and all the little moments on the way. But I did put in the work. And like I said, it's always work but it's always worth it. What a story. I'm so glad that you had this experience and that you took your coach's advice to really dig in the goal that was within you. And then you really claimed the victory after all the work that you've put in. So that's fantastic. Now, I do want to pivot a little bit. So while this has been amazing, you've been very successful on multiple fronts. You also faced some challenges along the way. So I want our listeners to know that, A, this wasn't easy, but even after you have won your championships, there was a time that was quite challenging for you. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, Um, I will get a little bit into how, like I mentioned, the personal life can be a little complicated because it does kind of tie into that. I'll preface with I'm always working on myself. So I do believe that if there's things in life for me that I have to work on, they'll show up when I'm ready to work on them. And a lot of things have shown up because I just feel like I've always been ready. So I don't believe that I'll ever stop growing. But some of my challenges started actually, I actually, when I was younger, my thought was that life was easy. It's a good framework to have. 
But I didn't know how tough things could be until I moved out of my parents' house for a couple of years. I had no reason to, but I again, I kind of like like life experiences. So I decided to move out and there's a whole story to it. So I'll, I'll actually give that to you. So, you know, I, I told my brother that I was moving out because my parents weren't supporting a relationship that I was in. And I decided that I would maybe move out for a year. And if, you know, if things worked out, then he and I could move in together and start a life together. Well, that didn't happen. I moved out. And when I moved out, my brother and I were going to split the rent. And I was just starting to make so much money. And my brother decided to say, you know what, why don't you take on doing the rent by yourself? Because you're doing well. I should have said no, because that was our agreement. And um, because I did not say no, I ended up in a very big debt situation. I mean, I was paying, I overspent, basically, I was upgrading cars, because my friends would get better cars. And it's almost like I lost my mind, because the lessons that I had learned how hard it is to value the dollar, they went away because I was making so much money. So I wasn't being diligent with my money and ended up in a very big debt problem. I've always believed in planning, but it was just one of those things where I was so upset and I was like, well, if I'm not going to have the support, my parents basically were like, well, if you're not going to be sleeping in your home, you should probably find your own home. And so they kind of kicked me out and I just said, don't, you know, you don't got to tell me twice. I've always kind of had that mentality where I was like, well, I'll figure it out. I learned it the hard way and it was good that I learned this because again, I came from having some kind of money. And so overspending was going to become an issue somewhere down the line, you know, because I tried to live my parents' lifestyle while still not having all of their experiences. And it all got done. I came back actually to my dad's house and found out that we were hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. By the way, when I moved out of my parents' house, I also stopped working with my father about a few months before, mostly as a choice because I wanted to do my water business full time. So that's why when I came back home, I found the, the company, the construction company, a total mess. And, you know, sometimes we think we're going backwards, but in reality, I went forward like so many steps. And in about a year and a half, I was able to refinance and do some good things and clean up a lot of IRS issues and things that we had there. And it was very, very difficult, but it taught me so much. And things had to kind of get put on hold for me to focus on that. But I never stopped doing everything else. Like I was still, like I said, if I wasn't on stage, I was judging. I was still a part of the industries that I was in. You know, if I wasn't working during the weekends, I would make sure that I can schedule my water demonstrations or I'll work at night for my water demonstrations. So that was one thing I did right during my tough season is that I didn't quit on the other things that I was doing. I simply made sure that my focus was on where the problem was and making sure that I was taking care of that. So now it's kind of like my construction company is in a much better place. We're in a very healthy place. And that actually is what gave me the confidence, Daniela, to start my business coaching business. So from the mess, you know, I decided to come back home after living a whole nother year at another apartment complex. I literally was like, well, I've been through hell and back. So I think I can help any entrepreneur because now when I started this business, like now I even have startup business skills, you know, that I didn't know I would need, you know, along the way, because I can tell you that I've been blessed that my father started the construction company. So I didn't start that business on my own. My parents are also in the water business that I'm a part of. So I didn't start that on my own. So the reason I actually started a third business was because I wanted something of my own that I created. And it's given me so much confidence. And the funny thing about this is we're talking on struggles. This business started during COVID. I think this has probably been one of the craziest things we've ever seen in the world. 
I find it really awesome because I now get to say, you know, if you lost your job, if you even were cut hours or were sent home to work from home, how is it that we can't do something else on the side and do it from home anyway? Now that everybody's realizing, wow, a lot could be done from home. I've always worked from home. So that didn't change for me. So I started this business because I realized I can help people who don't have a business. I can help people who were even in a business and want to expand their business. And that's actually what I would prefer to do in my business coaching is, I mean, I love both the startup and I want to get into specifically construction consulting because that was where I had my biggest you know, breakthrough was with my father and realizing how deep we got into the hole. And like I said, in a year and a half, which is literally, I mean, if, if anybody was counting, it's like record time to be able to get out of a hole like that and get back into the green and all debts have been paid. I think we owe one car and all of our payments are on time. The credit has gone skyrocketed. We're looking to just refinance and probably, you know, the next thing is for me and my brother to build our legacies and start planning for our future. And like my parents looked at life, you know, I'm building what I'm building for my kids. I want to actually implement that in my life next. And I'm still not yet a mother, but it's exciting to actually be preparing myself for my next seasons in the present moment all the time. So my struggles for me have been the biggest blessing because I realize now how much more to value the dollar once again, right? The lesson that I learned, but relearning it in a new space where the money is actually here now and it's my own money. Now I get to actually say, okay, this next $25,000 commission is going to be for my down payment of my home. And it's awesome because I don't even realize how blessed I am when I realize my father has spoke to me about his wins and his struggles, you know, um, the, the great recession that we had in 2009 was also a turning point for my dad. And, you know, he told me it was very tough to know that I was going to lose some properties and still have to manage paying what was needing to be kept, you know, so he would literally take rents from one home, not pay the mortgage on that home, but pay the ones that he was going to keep. And he says, that was probably one of the hardest times of my life because obviously we want to pay all of our responsibilities, but it was to the point where we just could not afford to pay. You know, we would take rents from certain properties to pay the ones we wanted to keep. So these are great things. Um, Thanks for, for asking these tough questions. But what I can say is I'm so happy that my problems are actually very hard to handle. And so I look at those problems and I think when you have this kind of problem, if I can handle it now, I can handle it later. And probably with more finesse, because now I'm skilled in, oh, nothing's going to happen. The world is not going to end for me. There is a way out. And believe me, when I was in the ditches and the trenches in my pitch, you know, like dark place, I could not see the light for the life of me. I mean, my days were, you know, not like today, how I mentioned, you know, my schedule. I was in bed. I was so scared. I was afraid. I would cry. I would pray. I would get on my knees. And honestly, I would find ways to not focus on my problems. And it wasn't until I chose, I am getting out of this and I don't care what it takes. You know, it was almost like I let myself be sad for a little bit and feel the pain, but I knew I just had to get out of it because again, I would turn and look at what my parents had done. I would look for other successful people and look at their lives, not like envious, but looking at, wow, I'm sure they've had to overcome some things you know, and um, so struggles are great. I would recommend, you know, if you're in that place, though, turn to get some help from people who can inspire and encourage simply feeling better. 
because I allowed myself to be in that feeling of fear. And, you know, I'm glad I learned that I was there, but I don't think I would do it again for that long. I think I might've been in fear for like a year or at least a few months. And I would shorten that time. Even right now, one of the struggles in my competition after I competed and went first place, I went through a breakup. And that's the personal life as well, where, you know, I have not been able to figure out in a sense what in my mind what I would think was wrong with me, right? And I learned a lot from being in a breakup. And I think my breakup was longer than the relationship. I think I was in a relationship for a year and the breakup took like a year and a half. So again, I would not do that again. I learned so much from what doesn't work that you can catch the signs easier now. And I would not take my foot off the pedal. And if I did, if I was going to take my foot off the pedal, I would need to make sure that the right person is in place to hold the gas for me. But I can never just turn completely away from the things that are so solid because I value building something. I believe that if you build something, it's meant to last a lifetime. It's not meant to last two days or a month or three months or two years. I get involved with people that I can be invested with and they're invested equally with me. And I think that's another great skill. Because also in my darkest times, I have always had friends who stand by me. Now I realize that I got to be that way back and pay that back to the people who are doing that in my life. Thank you. All right. I know we're kind of running close to the end of our time here together. So now I want to ask you two final questions. One is, what does being a warrior mean to you? Wow. For me, being a warrior is expecting that there will be tough times, but shortening that time of the fall, as in, you know, being able to pick yourself up faster. So it's a skill. It's almost like a skill to me that if you're in a hole, you need to find how am I going to get out of here? Being able to truly look up always. Like they say, if you can fall on your back, you can still get up because you're looking up. So wherever you're focusing on, that's where you're going to go. And for me now being a warrior is now I actually have that mindset to get up anytime I fall. Fantastic. Great. Stephanie, where can others find you? I am at Miss Kangan Girl, and that is um, the water business that I'm a part of. So at M-S-K-A-N-G-E-N Girl. That's on Instagram. I am also Stephanie Contreras on Facebook. You can also follow um, and do like my business page at Stephanie Contreras with Roman numeral two. And um, so that's me on Facebook. And then I'm also on YouTube, YouTube, Stephanie Contreras. Um, I have great videos there on business. I have great videos there on water and even just starting to expand my YouTube. You can also actually, I have one new Instagram. It's at business fitness forum. And last thing, yes, you can also reach me if, um, if you want to reach me personally at Stephanie at business fitness Fabulous. We'll put all the info in the show notes. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time today. It was a great pleasure to have you here. Thank you for all the great insights you shared. And I wish you all the best going forward. Thank you so much, Daniela, and for this wonderful opportunity. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you for spending some time with me. And most of all, for investing time in yourself. If you found value in this podcast, share it with your friends and family and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our episodes. This will greatly help us spread the word and help others find it more easily. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram 
at Danny Temras. Shoot me a note and let me know what you thought of today's conversation. I always welcome any feedback or questions. Remember, now that you're here, you're part of a tribe. In this tribe, we care for each other. We lift each other up as well as share the raw, honest, unpolished truth that we often need to hear. So before you go, think about the next best action you can take to get you on your path to success. Don't wait for tomorrow. Make a commitment and do it now. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a great day.